Hi, I'm Notre Dame safety Kyle Hamilton, and you're listening to Single High, a Notre Dame football podcast from UHND.com, the official home of the Kyle Hamilton fan club. Welcome back to another edition of Single High, Notre Dame football podcast from UHND.com. Coming to you after a victory for the first time since November 2021. I am one of your hosts, Frank Fatovich. I got my voice back. We got the Irish uh, back in the win column. And I got my co-host back this week as well. Mr. Greg Flamong, who, as we all know, is the president of the Kyle Hamilton Fan Club and video analyst at Irish Sports Daily. How we feeling after getting that first W of the Freeman era? We 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 got the we got a win. We're uh, Marcus Freeman is now uh, in the win column, he thankfully. Is. And I got to tell you, during that first quarter, I wasn't really thinking about uh, winning or losing. It was more of like. Is Drew Pine going to um, throw up all over the place? He might have. Uh, in time to where this game is actually functional. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that was not. It was. It was not great. It wasn't for the first quarter there. Nope. And 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 I've listened to a bunch of kind of like after after the fact pods, right? Like just kind of. I was listening to the Shamrock, and those guys were talking about how how bad the offense was, and it's yeah. like. And it's like, yeah, it took Tommy Reese to the second quarter to get going. And it's like, I don't think that's true. I I, I think Tommy no. Reese had a good plan. His quarterback couldn't take the snap. No. It, it, like, they're dropping snaps, and they're fumbling snaps, and he's throwing little – I mean, it was like Brandon Wimbush out there with the, with, with the flat route patterns. Yeah. So it's like – it's it like, that's good. not uh, – you know, usually I'm not like a big um, – you know, blame the players kind of guy. And it's isn't like blaming the players as much as it's like, I don't, I did, I didn't look at Tommy Reese and be like, man, Drew Pine can't take the snap. Why aren't you calling better plays Tommy Reese? Like I didn't yeah. think of it like that. It was just, um, it was just kind of ugly until Drew Pine settled down. And then it was like, okay, you can kind of see what they're trying to do here. So um, yeah. I don't know. what did you think about that? Uh, Yeah. No, first quarter was not, was not ideal. It was not good. And you know what? Before we get too far, I got to do my customary customary beer. Uh, I got it open. It's another one from Treehouse, uh, which I'm not even going to review it because I know it's going to be great. 
because they're all amazing beers. Um, first quarter was terrible. It was it was not good. And then the second quarter started out. <laughs> the second quarter started out worse. Uh, and I might have jinxed it. I tweeted out at the end of the first quarter. It's like, well, second quarter can't be any worse, right? And then the first play of the second quarter, Pine fumbles the snap and Cal recovers. And I was like, well, that's on me. That's I jinxed it. It was all it was all my fault. Um, but no, man, that first the first quarter was just painful to watch offensively. Um, and I mean, some of it, again, you expect a little bit first career start kid is a like literally grew up a diehard Notre Dame fan and like fulfilling his dream and just couldn't, couldn't get the nerves fully down. Uh, somewhat, I would say, again, it's one of those things which I feel like I've said this on like every pod this year, not necessarily an excuse, uh, but it's more explainable of like, okay, it at least makes sense what was happening there uh, somewhat. Um, What didn't make sense was something like, you know, a senior wide receiver getting a false start on a quarterback sneak. That didn't make sense to me. Um, I can't find a reason to explain that one either. Um, Well, we never saw that, right? That's true. My well, my impression was they went up and snapped it before he was ready before to go. Before he was set? That could be like, a- yeah, I don't think he was set. I don't think he moved early. I, I bet you he wasn't even set. Gotcha. Well, I mean, it would why would why would NBC show us a a a good a good a good angle of it? Uh they're really good at not showing good angles of things. <laughs> uh specifically the field goal that is now infamous. Um, apparently, many coaches, Greg, many coaches are talking about it, according to one ESPN uh, insider oh, who's coming oh. coming with the heat on a Sunday, talking about all the coaches across the country who are, are upset about that call. Um, but for real, like I still haven't seen everyone. I, I think it's funny that everyone's looking at the one still image that's going around Twitter. Like, well, it's clearly not offsides. And it's like, I don't think anybody was offsides. I haven't seen anything that shows me that the Cal player was or wasn't offside. Cause there's no, and there's no camera shot down the line. There's nothing down the line. And it's like, I don't know. Did, was did something else like did like there was no explanation given. Uh, Wilcox wouldn't go into it at halftime when the NBC, uh, you know, when uh, when NBC asked him going in going into half. So it's like, okay, it's just funny that it's like that is that that we were going to get into that later though because there's questions about <laughs> about penalties uh, that we that we got. But I mean, going back to just the that false start, it was like that was just, I and mean, I think they well they called it a false start, right? Would that give us? No, I would say if he wasn't saying it would still be false start. Anyway, it was just like man, the first drive could not have gone. I mean, it could have gone worse. It could have been a pick six, but you're it like, absolutely could have gone worse. Right, yeah, right. But I mean, like, in in terms of like, okay, you get your, you get, you get this this first time starter out there who's clearly got the nerves going, and it's like you did at least get the first down right away. It's like okay, maybe if he would have got that first down. Maybe get another first down. Maybe the nerves would have come down a little sooner. But I think it was like because it was a three and out, it's like, whoa, man, his nerves just went, you know, he went, you know, escalated like up to like an 11. And then it just looked bad for a good, 
a good period of time, which has now created the Tommy Reese viral moment of the season. Um, in the in the booth, yelling yelling down to Drew Pine uh, to do his effing job and telling him the the whole effing team is is counting on him um, and to step up. And it's funny, like watching that, like when you see when you see Drew Pine, like on the other end, it's just like, oh man, I messed up. I knew yeah, it. I yeah, knew like ah, oh, this is not good. It's not going to be good. I, it's I, like, hey, coach wants to talk to you. It's like, really? Uh-uh. No. Nope. Can you tell him I'm busy? No, nope, I gotta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to Pine's credit, he said in the post game presser though, like, hey, I told, I told Coach Reese to coach me hard. I've I've seen him do this. This is how he coached book or you know Ian Book. Like, do it. So, and he responded. You know, it did wake him up. But it's like wasn't just Drew Pine. You had other players. You had offensive linemen jump in. Again, maybe some of that's new cadence of a new quarterback. But you got then you got somebody like Lorenzo Styles, who's made you know a bunch of plays already this year, just like missing that pass. Like I don't even know if it hit his hands somehow. It just like it somehow like magically went between his hands, even though he was like four feet away or however yeah. close he was when Pine threw it. And you're just like, really, guys, come on. Like, you finally start to settle in. And then it was just like everybody that could make a mistake made a mistake early in that game. Um, and I don't know, maybe the team in general was was just too tight, knowing they were coming off the loss, knowing yeah, know, Freeman was the first Notre Dame coach to be 0-3. I don't know if any of that played or played any role, but it was like, it wasn't just the offense. Right, Clarence Lewis runs that cornerback blitz that made it look like I don't know if he ever ran one because like he just took such a he had, he had Jake Plummer like that 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 should have been like a blindside hit possibly forcing a turnover and he just took such a bad angle that like Plummer was able to spin out of it. What he gained like fifteen yards on it. It was yeah, it was a big game. And then you had Foskey missing one where, again, Foskey's all-American defensive end has got this guy. And Plummer's not known or no wasn't known to be a runner. It's not like they were trying to tackle Michael Vick. It was like a guy that is not, you know, he's not like Jack Cohn level of kind of, you know, in uh, immobility in the pocket. But he's not a whole, no, whole heck of a lot better. He had negative rushing yards coming into this, uh, coming yeah. into this game. So it's just like everything was like, oh, just make. It's like it, it's almost like this team in general right now is just waiting for somebody to make the big big play, and there it's just gonna like hopefully maybe start. But it's like, and you again thought we had it. You thought you had it with the Tariq Bracy scoop and score in the final minute, but then that gets called back because rightfully so. I mean, Plumber's knee was down, but it's like, ah. Oh, I think that it feels like that is what's happening. Watching this team is like everybody is just waiting for that to happen. And just hasn't, we haven't really had that big, big play. Still no turnovers, still no, you know, long touchdowns. Um, So we're just just still waiting on it. Uh, You know, I feel like, I feel like in, in kind of having the mindset of, um, you know, having that mindset of, you know, I, I don't want to do too much. Like, don't do too much. Just like do your job kind of thing. It almost causes you to not play free, 
right? To not like you're not taking chances. Like everything yeah. you do is kind of calculated. Like you're thinking through everything and not playing like mindless football, basically. Yeah. Right. You're not reacting. You're actually thinking. I mean, and that that shows in in Drew Pine, right? Like throwing the ball oh, yeah. in the dirt. You know, it's like that's what happens when you try to aim it there, right? Like you just try to like mayor down the sword on the string. Yeah, like you you just like, oh, and then it's like, okay, I gotta let it go. And then you're kind of thinking about it and you sail it, you let the ball go too soon, right? And you know, you you let it go too soon, and then the ball sails, and then it's like, oh my god, like I missed that, I missed the other play, and I'm blowing it, you know, and then Lorenzo Styles is thinking, all right, we just secure the catch first, and it's like yeah, you're not just reacting. You're thinking about it. Okay, I got to squeeze it, and then you just miss it altogether. Yeah. Um, and it's clearly like you're watching a team play, who is and, and so and that's why I mentioned the in the beginning about it's not even about winning and losing right now. Like this team has to get out of their own minds yeah. about like how like how do we win? Like how how do we what how do we win games anymore? You know, like they're having like the team is having like a crisis of confidence. Right. I mean, and it's and it manifests itself in like, okay, they tried to win the game. They tried to win the game a number of times and then they tried to lose it at the same time. Right. Like the ball goes over the head. And like, what is JT, JD Bertrand doing? What is he doing? Like, that's a crazy play. It was so bad. And it's just like it it just nuts. Right. Like, there's no reason to do that. Why would you do that? None. But then he does it, and then it's like, of course, everyone in the whole stadium is thinking, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah. Like, the game was going to be over, and now it's like, um, you know, the the game's going to be over, and it's going to be fine, and everything's good. And then it's like, oh, here's targeting. Here All right, here, here we, we go. go like, here we yeah. go. And then they get a catch, and they get another catch. And then it's like the kid's knee is down. They sack him. The time's going to run out, right? You have all these receivers down the field. They have to run back. The clock is ticking. They have to get lined up. They have to snap it again. Like, it's all going to be just a big tire fire, like a Chinese fire drill. Yep. And then, but then they call them down. Or they call it a fumble. Fumble. So then they they have to review it, right? So now they're reviewing it. All this time, Cal's over there drawing up a play, getting set, you know, thinking about, okay, this is what we have to do. This is what we're going to do. We have to get set because they're going to wind the clock because the clock should be running and they get a timeout that they didn't earn. And then they put time back on the clock. Yeah. And, and they put time back on the clock and then they took time off. Right. And so then you're just the whole time you're thinking, Oh my God, like this is, this is going to happen. Right. Yeah. And, and so like, that's what you're going through. And, and it's like, how do we, how, what are the mechanics of this? Like, why are, why are we not just winning this game? Like we're supposed to, like, I was thinking when they're running out the clock, um, they're, they're trying to run it out before the final possession and they're giving the ball to estimate. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I remember in 2014, this is exactly the situation that Cam McDaniel fumbled in against Northwestern. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. I was like, this team, is right now like there is no way that (laughs) there's no way that we're just going to run out the clock and it's going to work out Mm -mm. and and we're going to kick it to them and then they just like don't get close to scoring like there's i was like there's no way that's going to be the case 
it has to be that they are going to at least get a shot at the end zone yeah. because it, I just think that's how it's going to go. And that's how it went, unfortunately. Uh, but they ended up winning and it worked out. I have a question for you, though, that I yes. want to get back to. Yes. In the moment, what did you think? Like you saw Tommy Reese um, screaming at Drew Pine like that. Like in the moment, what were you thinking to yourself? What was I thinking to myself? Yeah. Like, like how did you how did you what was your reaction? In the moment, in the not moment. in hindsight. I, I'm not going to lie. I had a drink or two at that okay. point already. I might have said good out loud. <laughs> like, I might have said, like, so you need to do something to get this kid settled down. It didn't bother me if that's what you're like asking. I was like, I was like, Tommy Reese is all of us right now. He's just like, I don't know what to do at this point. And he just let it rip. Um, and I don't, I, yeah, especially because Pine was like, I asked him to do it. I asked him to coach me hard. Because um, it's funny. So Saturday, there was a block party down the street from us. And some of the, you know, some of the neighbors were like texting, like, hey, you guys got to come down. I'm like, ah, you know, sorry. Like, um, you know, little guy's nap schedule didn't work out. Like, he fell asleep. He was sleeping a while. We weren't going to wake him. Notre Dame game's yeah. on now. And it's funny, the one neighbor was like texting me. He's like, hey, I have a TV set up outside. And I was like, no, you guys aren't ready for this yet. I, I like you guys. We're, you know, we're friendly. I'm going to watch the Eagles game with them tomorrow night because, uh, or Monday night, tonight, since when most of you are listening to this, because some of them are Eagles fans. I'm like, you'll, you'll see it then. And you'll know what I mean about why you probably don't want to be around me that often watching games. But so when we won, we went down to the block party and the one guy was like, ooh, Tommy Reese, huh? That was, uh. Not a good look. I was like, eh, doesn't bother me. I was like, I think it's fine. And I do. I don't, you know. Saban's probably said worse on the sideline. So, you know, a lot of coaches have said worse. Kelly said worse, right? There's how many how many memes of, of Kelly with, with a purple face? So, I mean, not the best look that NBC got the close-up. But other than that, it didn't really bother me. So... I, th- I, 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 so I was not only fine with it, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Because, because sometimes you need to, like, you can't, you can't pat a player on the head and rub his belly when it's like, <laughs> like, y- y- you, like, you can't. You, you need to tell him, like, straight up. Like, you need to pull your head out of your ass. Yeah. It's like waking a kid up from a nightmare. Right? You it's kind of like, it. it's, it's like that. Yeah, it is. Because, because like, this is not, you, you are blowing it. And yeah. he doesn't, the thing is, is that, is that Reese kind of understands that it, it means so much to Pine. Yeah. That he's, he's blowing it. And and Reese is basically saying, like, I am not going to let you blow this. You can play poorly, but you're not going to blow it. Yeah. And, and what Pine was doing is he's blowing it. This is his opportunity. And you're blowing it. So yeah. I'm not going to let you do that. I am going to get in your face and I'm going to challenge you. And I'm going to say this is going to stop right now. End it with the missing the guy in the flat in the Ooh. seam wide open. 
I'm calling the plays. We're all counting on you. And this has been like the big thing, like all last week. When, when Reese says like, everyone is counting on you. It's like, you are accountable to these guys, right? Yeah. You're the quarterback. It's your job. When there's a guy wide open in the flat, you hit him. Okay. When there's a seam route open over the middle, you hit it. Yes. End of it. Like we're not doing this. Okay. I'm not going to rub your belly and I'm not going to tell you it's okay. Right. I'm not going to give you a shoulder rub and say no problem. Like it is a problem. Fix it. Figure it out. Let's go. You know, I like that. I, I was like, he is, he is, this is the right thing. Yeah. It struck me as the right thing. So it's, it's not that he's, he's a, he's not just doing it indiscriminate of the moment. It, it, it needed to be said. It needed to be done. Um, so, and look, he obviously knows the player too. Yeah. And he right? kind of so, did settle. I mean, he didn't right. settle right. He started to settle down after that. Right. So uh, he knows the player. So it, it, to me, it was like, not even because, because Reese, when you show like before he gets on the phone, there's like a two second situation there where he's like sitting there kind of like calm mm -hmm. and then pine gets on the phone and then he starts ripping them. Yep. So it's not like Reese is losing his mind sitting up in the booth. Like, no, he's just sitting there. Obviously he's frustrated, but he's not like in a rage. And yeah. then pine gets on the phone and then he starts screaming at him. Right. Mm -hmm. So he turns it on for the player in the moment. So I, I don't know. I, I, I just wanted to kind of, throw my two cents. Like I, I, not only am I good with it, it was the right thing to do. And I think he pushed the right button. Yeah. So, and it also, it has given us a glorious meme for all eternity. It is fantastic. It like, really, I, is. I, I immediately, as soon as I saw it circulating, I sent it to a coworker and I was like, I, I jokingly said to him, I was like, this is us to everybody in Q4 while we're trying to hit, <laughs> while we're trying to hit our sales targets. Like mm. this is us like do your effing job uh and he laughed uh but yeah. yeah i mean it is again i i think it's made it's made for good internet content i don't i don't think i've seen too many people being like oh no he shouldn't have done it i'm sure there are but if anything you know to your point of like rubbing the belly and giving a shoulder rub maybe i don't know if this team is maybe too much i don't want to say too much of that but like maybe they need a little more of what what Reese was doing to Pine just in general uh, to get them out of this funk that they are in. Because what's, what's really just, it's so weird. It's like watching this team right now is like, it's, it's alarming and yet, I don't want to say comforting. It's not the right word. It's like, if we were watching, like if, if, if this game was just another like, oh, it just got run over, couldn't do anything. Lines got pushed around and, you know, type of game. It would have been like, oh, man, okay, this is, this is 2007 all over again. It's going to suck. But it, this game wasn't that like the line, like the offensive line wasn't dominant. It was better. It was, but you know, they started to finally like, you know, move some people around. The defensive line was dominant. They were throwing people around. They were getting in the backfield. And it was like, this was one of those games. It almost feel, it almost felt to me a little, um, almost like 2011 South Florida E without the crazy turnovers that just like gave South Florida all the points where you're watching the game and you were like, 
I don't understand how it's this close. It feels like we're just screwing up left and right versus like the other team kind of doing anything. And in some ways it's like, okay, well that gives you like a sliver of hope of knowing like, well, you know, if we clean some of this up, it will get better versus like just getting, you know, like pushed around and not being able to do anything. So it's like this team is in such like a weird spot right now where this season could still go like totally off the rails. 2007, 2016 is still in play, but like a reasonable season is still in play as well, I think. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. It is. But it's, there's there's kind of two ends of the coin, right? Like there's no, I, I don't think there's any way that um, they are going to stay like this, Mm-mm. right? But that doesn't mean they're also going to keep ascending either. You, that, that's that's the hope. That's the hope, you know? But there, there are tests that need to still, like North Carolina next week, like they can move the ball, right? They can't. Yeah. Um, there are, there are reasons to think, but, but the point is, but that's true. But the, the, the ways in which they can't stop the offense, Notre Mm -hmm. Dame isn't good at any of those things. That's true. But, you know, so like, like any team, like there are no bad defenses against a team that is just going to run straight ahead. Right. And it hit the ball in the flat, you know, and that's how we're that's... moving the ball down the field and like running back screens. I mean, I don't think we're going to see. I mean, and I mean, Freeman and well, Freese hasn't spoken to the media yet. He's going to speak Tuesday for the first time, which is going to be fun to hear him get asked about that clip, too. But um, I mean, Freeman said as much after like, I mean, he didn't say like we can't get away with this again, but it's kind of like you read between the lines. It's kind of what he was saying of like, this isn't going to be who we are every week. It can't be. We need to keep evolving. Um, I mean, it it got Notre Dame through the game. Uh, And I think that's like the best thing that you could say in general about this game too, is like this, this win bought Notre Dame some time and we'll see if it's, you know, what they do with it. Like I, I tweeted this morning, and it, well, it's Sunday morning. Again, most of you will be listening to this, hopefully on Monday. Um, right now, the name of the game for Notre Dame this entire week is you just find a way to scrape claw, do whatever the hell you have to do to beat North Carolina, and you go into the bye, and that gives you more time to figure more stuff out. You can't really fix a whole hell of a lot, you know, week to week. And I, anything, I do think like promising signs that I'm seeing is Notre Dame is fixing things like from week to week right now. And the staff is doing that. The problem is it's like shit instead of like, you know, a move in ready home that just needed some paint, you know, we got to week one and it's like, this is a, this is a rehab project. And it's like, you can only do so much, but like think about like how bad special teams looked week one. It looked like Notre Dame had never, blocked or never set up a wedge on kick returns like in their yeah. life like ohio state blew it all up and it was like by week two that was kind of fixed um you know they still the punt returning is still like joseph is still calling for fair catches when he probably doesn't need to but it's like that's one example right the defensive line looked real bad in week two 
don't know what they did this week, but something happened where the defensive line did not look bad in week three. The offensive line got better from week two to week three. So those are positive signs of like the staff addressing things that is happening. It's like, but they're not going to be able to get to everything, you know, in, you know, in a week. And it's like, you got to find a game plan that's going to get you one more point than North Carolina. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to make any of us feel great during it. As long as at the end of the day, Saturday, you have one more point than North Carolina that gives you two weeks then with, you know, with the bye week to figure more stuff out. And I think that's the key you get. If you get to get out, get, get out of next weekend with another win and however it is that you need to do it, who cares? I don't care if it's Iowa style five to three and we score win on a, on a safety at this point. Um, you just got to get to the bye Cause we saw w- what happened last year. Again, different coaching staff. So you can't assume the same things will happen, but um, Notre Dame looked not good going into the bye last year. We talked about it. They were five and or four and one, four and one, but could have been two and three easily. They got to the bye, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, October and November came, and in November, granted the competition wasn't great, but Notre Dame started just like blowing teams out. Like we hadn't really seen Notre Dame teams do very often during the Brian Kelly era. So that's where I think we're at, um, at least coming out of this game. And there were at least there were enough positives to think that we're going to see more, at least incremental improvement week to week. Yeah. I mean, yes, the, the, the problem is, is like, we, we looked to last year and they, and they did get better. Right. So what we're thinking now is like, okay, we need to get, you know, incremental improvement, right. Just yep. like a little by little by little. Right. And, and I feel like, like, I, I do feel like this game was a lot like the Purdue game yeah. in a way. Um, the difference though is is you know the, the, first of all you're, you're you're getting like what did they do they got avery davis more involved right mm-hmm. well he's he's not an option to get more involved nope they got kevin austin more involved and he's not an option to get more involved he is not they got kyron williams more involved mm-hmm. he is also not an option to get more involved the other thing is there were changes made on the offensive line that solidified things, right? Joe Alt came in and Andrew Christoffit came in and they solidified the offensive line lineup right. to where it was a straight like so well, we don't know that this that they will not make those kind of changes. I, I'm I'm not saying that I don't know uh, and right. I'm not saying it's impossible. What I'm saying is is that it's it's it, it is a lot more difficult this year. Right. And not just that, but like they also supplemented the running game with Tyler Buckner, who is not available this year. So Correct. they there were a lot of things that, that there were a lot of things that they could do to, you know, create better offense. Right. That many yeah. weapons, many ways to win. Right. They, yes. they got uh, Lorenzo Styles going, you know, and and, and, and and he is obviously available. Right. But so in this version of it, they, they really need to start getting things out of Jaden Thomas and yeah. uh, and Tobias Merriweather. Like it's becoming untenable. Agreed. 
you know, so so they do need to get more out of those guys. They, well, they got, really do. They finally got Merriweather on the field. I think he had they five did. or six snaps. They got he him five he snaps. He didn't get a target, but at least it's something. Um, and they got to just build his volume up to where he can play a lot more. Um, I mean, then there's also, again, I don't know. I mean, I guess Deion Colsey still banged up a little. What's he going played. On there? He did play, though. He was on. Uh, yeah, he did. He was. He played special teams. He didn't go. Oh, I didn't see snaps. him. In, I didn't think I saw him in the. He was games. on a kickoff return. Okay, so it's something. Again, you got to get. It, it, I mean, it, it. It is a potential lever. You look at. I don't know. Joe Wilkins got on the field more. As he gets healthier, he can become an option. So there's there's things, and even talked about. You know, last year they got Kyron. You know, more involved. Well, they got Chris Tyree a lot more involved. This week, he had 12 touches the first two games of the season combined. He had 22 touches uh, against uh, against Cal. Now, some of that might have been necessitated by Logan Diggs being out with the illness because you're probably not giving Tyree 17 just straight handoffs most weeks. But they got him involved in the passing game more and they got him the ball more. And look what happened. He did pretty good. Uh, You know, he's never going to be. The guy that he's never going to be that running back that you could give the ball like 15 times to, and he's just going to actually like get you like four or five yards every time. It's just not the kind of running back he is. He's going to get some where he gets stuffed, but then he's going to get the one where he gets 60 to 70. And that's what we haven't seen yet. That's what it feels like we're getting closer to with the offensive line starting to, to do some things uh, specifically, um, you know, uh, specifically alt playing very, very well um, and being the highest graded player for Notre Dame second week in a row um, is encouraging. I think the interior of the line, not as encouraging just yet, Mm. um, but still, uh, you know, still, still opportunity there. But Patterson in his second game back, I think was also, he looked better than he did week one or week his first game. So there's things that they can do um, and they are doing, which again, are, I, it, it kind of goes back to me saying like the somewhat signs of encouragement I'm seeing is the staff cleaning things up, you know, week to week. Like they said after week two it's on, uh, you know, Tommy Reese said like, it's on me. I need to get Chris Tyree the ball more. Well, he did. And then good things ha- and good things happened. So there's still, I mean, look, you talk about like the, the things that they can do too. It's like, Michael, what would mayor have mayor like five catches for 10 yards or something, because it was just like, the shortest little passes that he can get. So, I mean, Mayer is still somebody that, you know, that this, this team has not leveraged well enough yet um, that they can get him going. So there's things that they can do. Um, it's not an ideal, but like I said, right now it's, it's, it's survive and at survive, survive, survive in advance uh, in, uh, you know, in, in some regards, but, you know, you talked about, that end sequence too. And one thing I want to go back to is that end sequence. The last play of the game drove me absolutely nuts. I was watching it. I was like, I can't believe what I'm watching. Hmm. Um, and before I say why, I just want to see what, what was your take on the, the final Hail Mary that, uh, uh, that plumber threw up. What was my take? Yeah. Like watching it. Was there any big takeaway from it that you were like, ah, Maybe that should that could have been, you know, better. Um, I mean, obviously everyone's kind of like 
you know, the ball goes to Brandon Joseph. Like, why aren't you trying to knock it down and stuff? Bat it down. What do they say? Um, they yell it on ESPN. Bat it down. Um, it was, I was like, the first time I was like, what do you, bat it down. And then the second time I was like, what are you doing? And then like after the second bat, it like, it would have been almost like just the perfect terrible ending if that sec after the second attempt at the interception it just landed in the cow receiver because it almost did and yeah. i was like you can't that 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 whole last drive was like come on man's and that was like a come on man you like no that's not the time to try to get the interception that's the time to just swat the hell out of that ball and get it so far out of there that there is no chance for it to fall in someone's lap so you don't get an app state situation where they didn't bat it down and hey, somebody got the the you know the the run in touchdown. But but see that, but the but the reason that ball gets knocked the way it is because they yeah. were trying to bat it down. Okay. In app state. So yeah, because people say all the time like bat it down or whatever, yeah. right? Or bat well, it away. They don't but, even but, go. but the point is, it's like there are other people there. Like as someone who's been in this position like a couple yeah. of times before. Um, and like I was in a game, not it. This was like a flag football situation, but it was a Hail Mary. Yeah. And the ball comes and I jump up and everyone's there and I swat at it. Right. Yeah. I swat it. Where does it go? Right there to the offense. Go. And he catches it and they score, you know, like. So I think that it, it everyone says bat it down and that's great when it goes where you want. Yeah. But people don't like it when you bat it somewhere and it goes to somewhere you don't want, you know, and that does happen. That happens a lot. Right. I saw a play. There's a, a famous play where a guy literally the ball is coming right to him. All he has to do is catch it, but he doesn't. He tries to bat it down and he hits it right into the arms of a receiver and he scores a touchdown, you know? So, I don't honestly, I don't really blame Brandon Joseph for trying to catch it. Um, cause it's, it's like, I could just grab it and then I don't have to worry about it going anywhere, you know, but someone else is there and it's bouncing around. Like I, sometimes it's, it's, you, you do need to read out the play it, just like anything else. You know, sometimes you have to judge what to do and here, look how many times Hail Marys are. I feel like I feel like Hail Marys, like when we were kids in like the nineties or whatever, like the thing with the the thing with the Michigan game, hmm. I think that was so amazing because like it never works. Like the Hail Mary never works. And I feel like now it works so much more often than at least it feels that way. Hmm. It, I just feel like it it feels like it works so much more often then um then you you imagine it right like you imagine it's like a one percent play and it's more like a 20 30 percent play mm -hmm. and so like I, I i don't like you do have to have like it's not as easy as like oh it's a hail mary like it should never work like sometimes it will right. um so i i didn't have like a huge i know everyone yells about it but i i didn't i didn't look at it like that i did it drove me nuts. I, yeah that's the fine. ball went up in the air twice. Talk about the, the, the exact it opposite of batting it down is batting it up. Um, anyway, uh, 
one thing before we get into questions, Threat, about the 40 minute mark or so. So the one thing that I think also for I, I've tried to put the, you know, the green or the gold, whatever, the, whatever color tinted glasses you want to call them on in looking at this. And I've, I've, I have very much tried to evaluate this game in the context of the first, you know, three games, not like if we were looking at this game without any context, you know, without knowing the outcome of week one and week two, and somebody gave us this film in August, we would probably have been like, what the hell? Right. We would have been like, this mm-hmm. is terrible. Um, so I've been trying to look at it in, 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 you know, in, in that regard. Um, but the one thing that, I keep coming back to that I'm, I, I'm interested to hear your take on is that a lot of these things that we're talking about, things like, I don't know, just like the, the missed tackles, the poor angles, the sloppy penalties, the, the targeting calls when like, yeah, going back to that call, like let, let's take, take away the fact that the ball was intercepted Take away that the ball was clearly over the receiver's head and well past him when the hit happens Mm. and just take the hit alone. And it's like in no world is the hit that was delivered not going to be targeting. Right. And it's like you can't do that in that situation. Right. And now you put your team in a bind next week because you're at the whole first half. So anyway, you have that. You have. You know, the offsides you have, there was another unnecessary roughness on DJ Brown. And it's like, come on, man, you're a fifth year senior like that. You got to be not doing that. There was another play that I, uh, during the game tweeted, and I can't remember which drive it was. I think it was Cal's field goal drive where Notre Dame gets the stop on third down and DJ Brown makes the tackle and is over the, he, he's like the way that he tackles him. He's like face to face with the the offensive player Mm. and he you could tell he's jawing and then he stands up and he's still looking down and i was like oh god they're gonna throw the flag because like i've you've we've seen taunting we've seen flags thrown for worse and i was like luckily they didn't for notre dame's sake um and you know they kicked the field goal instead of getting the free first down but it's like the thing that i keep going back to with all of these like the the common theme is like it is those are signs of teams that maybe are not coached at the highest of levels is what I'm getting at, um, which is obviously, I mean, we know it's Freeman's first year, but that's a little concerning. What, what's your take on that? Is is it me overreacting, which is very possible. We know I overreact. Um, or do you think there is some level of, you know, that concern there? Well, the thing with like, like DJ Brown mm-hmm. and and uh, Bertrand is like some things are the coaching. Like DD Bertrand's a captain. Yeah, you don't need to have like he doesn't he doesn't need to have like this this great coach or whatever like to know not to do that. True, you know he doesn't. Um. And, and DJ Brown, like he's a fifth year guy, you know, and his coach has been Chris O'Leary for the last, what, three years, two years. Yeah. So it's, it's not like his coach is different. True. So like, I think the thing with the thing with 
the the throwing the guy down. You know, they're they're doing this thing with trying to force fumbles and stuff. And he's like pulling at the ball, pulling at the ball, pulling at the ball. And he gives like just like one extra tug for some reason mm-hmm. that I don't really understand. Um it, so that's kind of weird, like it's just like a weird thing, right? Like he, he, you see what's going on. Like, oh, I'm, I'm ripping at the ball. I'm ripping at the ball. I'm ripping at the ball. They probably were talking about this right. all week, right? Um, you know, the other one is like, it, it's, it, it, he was, he was kind of straddling the line. Like, don't, don't stand in front of the guy, right? And it's, and it's like, it's Wait, hard because the, the one that I was saying that could have yeah, been yeah 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 like they you know what i'm talking it. about right i know exactly what you're talking about because he had just made a great play like it was a yeah, great play it was and i and was, I was thinking, thinking and i was thinking well don't do that don't do that don't do that right because yeah. um you know you're, we're about to we're you're you, you did the job you're gonna force a field goal right that's yep. what you needed um and brandon joseph makes sure to come over and like pulls him away right yeah um he does need to realize like this is you know, it's a great play, man, but you, you, you can't be doing that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't, I, when I see that, I don't view it as coaching. I feel like he's trying to play with emotion there. Yeah. You know, and, and, and look, there's a line, right. And you have to straddle it and you have to, you have to know, you know, and look, he didn't get called and you know, he'll, he'll probably get talked to this week about yeah. that. Um, and it's, it's fortunate to get talked to, um, after a win, when, when after a win, and when you didn't actually get it called, you know, so um, but I so to come you know full circle answer the question, I don't see it as coaching. I see it as a team that's kind of pressing, that mm-hmm. is kind of like, like come on, at, at least with the DJ Brown stuff, I I don't have any excuse for well, the yeah, I mean, that was, trend thing. No, that, that is was... not like that is you don't need to you don't need to have the greatest linebacker coach in the world to know not to do that. Like that's not, you can't ever do that. No, it's not good. It is not, <laughs> but it's not just that. Like I said, it was all of these things where I'm just like, mm, what were you when? I don't know. It could be, I mean, they did change some things up in terms of camp, in terms of practice schedules. And I don't know if that has caused maybe some ripples, you know, that they just have to get used to um and the work through but um it was a thought that went through my head that i was like that's what i normally would say in this case so hopefully they clean some of this up um and hopefully it's also just them all pressing because they all started they all know right i mean i know they started the year fifth and they're not ranked um and that they're what the second team in the last 20 years to start the season in the top five and be, you know, lose their first two games and be out of the top 25 by week three. That's not, that's not a good distinction. Um, so hopefully they are, some of it is a, or most of it, I'm going to hope is a, a byproduct of just pressing, uh, you know, too hard. And um, hopefully the win re- alleviates some of that. And, uh, and we see cleaner things. This Saturday in Chapel Hill, because uh, we have to. We uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame is not going to win again if they play as sloppy as they did on Saturday. Uh, yeah, but I mean, th- so this is to your point, where 
you know, you, you okay. They, they, that I think that's true. Uh, but th that, that is true of a lot of ugly wins. You know, right. you, you win the game that is being played at the moment yes. and then you move on. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so that is to the point you were making earlier, like, yeah, you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to beat any good team playing like that. Yeah. But then again, when next time you play a good team, you'll, uh, maybe you'll play better. I hope so. You know? So I hope so. All right. I think we got, we're at, we're coming up, we're over 45 minutes now. So let's go into questions. We got a bunch of questions that were related to things that we talked about already. And some other good questions, though, that we're gonna we're gonna run through. So we got Corey Radio here at Corey Radio. Is there any hope of getting our wide receivers involved in the offense this season? What do you think? I mean, we already talked about it a little bit, but what, what I mean, what is your take on? I guess when, when, if and when we see more involvement from the receivers? Uh, yeah. I mean, I for sure. I mean, it. it, it Things in football, especially, yeah, they're bad until they're not, right? And that's that's I've said that I said that uh, for the last few years. You know, it's just like sometimes a bad thing becomes a good thing. You know, this game, especially with the way it started, Tommy Reese is not going to be like, you know what? We have a quarterback who is throwing the ball in the dirt, who can't who can't find Michael Mayer over the middle, and who is dropping snaps uh, multiple times, yep. right? So I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be pushing the ball down the field in this game if I don't need to. Okay. Right. It, it it turned out that Notre Dame started to establish the run. And once Notre Dame established the run, then it was okay, the we have our plan. We are going to run it as much as we can and get it to third and short, and then we don't have to um we don't have to throw deep because it's third and three and third and four and whatever. Um so yeah, that's uh, that that's how kind of I view it. Yep. Um. So yeah, I I I think I think they'll be all right. I, I think they'll be okay. Now I, I don't know that it's ever gonna look like uh, the greatest um, you know, rendition of of uh, you know that two thousand five Notre Dame with Samarja and, show and Stovall. Up. Yeah, I, I don't think it's gonna look like Samarja and Stovall or anything, but. Yeah. The, the the receivers will have their say in this season uh, coming yeah. up. That that Agreed. will definitely be true. And I don't I don't I don't necessarily think I would love it to be this weekend. You know, against North Carolina, I, we know North Carolina um, not the best defense, but um, it just seems like that's asking and hoping for a lot um, for it to go from almost no involvement to a lot. Uh, you know, in a, in a week, I do think coming out of the bye, we will probably see a lot of changes, um, not personnel changes, but changes in what they're trying to do. And the one thing I will say, I thought, you know, to to your point of Tommy not being like, okay, F it, we're just going to air this out once he saw what he had with Pine. I do wish in the second half, at least once, they would have just called a play action shot play, just one, um, and see if it was there. But we didn't even we didn't we didn't there was not even that you know that attempt. So that's the one thing I wish I would, we would have seen uh, you know out of uh, out of the play calling. But again, they got they got the win, which is as much as we can hope for right now. Um, all right, our buddy Oscar comes to us next. Um, Oscarine L. Corden na Foresh. 
which is I think he's now mixing um, mixing languages in his name uh, based on the questions last week while you were not here. But um, there's some uh, some Irish uh, going on in there uh, in terms of the uh, the friends of the forest is what uh, some of that translates to. But um, Oscar coming in with at Vamos Irish um, first part is more. Uh, you know, for our own benefit, I think. But he says, did you know that a hangover can create a chemical imbalance that can take up to two weeks to correct themselves? I did not. But that explains I did not a lot. know that, no. It explains a lot of the last 20 or so years of my life. Um, so thank you for letting us know that, Oscar. Um, yeah, so he does tell me here is, from what I can surmise, it's Corden Na Faresh um, in terms of his username. Um, and is the fan club still alive? So um, I started the, you know, as you know, last week on the first pod that we did of the week, uh, inadvertently started the Drew Pine fan club. It went through the preview pod. Um, you know what? It's not dead. It's definitely not dead. Um, I don't think we've added a lot of members to the Drew Pine fan club after that performance. Um, it wasn't the best game, but you know what? He can still, you know, it wasn't an Ian Book starting debut, but, uh, you know, like he had against Wake Forest. When What did he account for? Five touchdowns that day or whatever it was? A lot of touchdowns. Um, yeah. It was a lot of touchdowns against Wake Forest. That's what I was hoping for. We didn't quite see it. Um, but, hey, uh, it's alive. It is alive, and it's going to, you know, I'm gonna we're going to keep the Drew Pine fan club open until he's no longer the starting quarterback at uh, at Notre Dame because we support we support the boys. So, um, all right, here's the next one that he has that, uh, that I think we will both be able to have, uh, some answers to what meal do you cook that best represents Hispanic heritage month to you? Uh, for me, it's enchiladas. I know you love the enchiladas. I love, I love the enchiladas. I just, I don't make them well. So yeah, my mom taught me how to, uh, how do you do the sauce or do you do the jar sauce? Like, do you make your own sauce or do you? No, do I don't make my own sauce. No, no, okay. no. She did. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a baller like that. Yeah, my mother-in-law made us the homemade enchilada sauce when she was here when the little guy was born last year. Uh, and it was really funny. She was like, "I don't know that I've ever." So I, and she's my mother-in-law. So she's not, not the youngest of ladies in the world. Um, but um, she was like, "I don't know that I ever made my own enchilada sauce until she was here." She's like. I'm never doing that ever again, though. That was terrible. It was like, dude, it was hours long of a process to make this sauce. It was amazing. They were probably the best enchiladas I've ever had. Um, but she's like, I hope you enjoyed them because I'm never going to do that again. I was like, okay. Um, so for me, the meal, well, I mean, it's not a meal, but the first thing that came to my mind was the queso that I make, which is also my mother-in-law's recipe. Um, but that's not really a meal. Um, and I am just, I am just, you know, carrying on her recipe. So for meal, I think the one thing that I make a lot, like I make almost once a week is I make like a one skillet, uh, Mexican, uh, chicken and rice, like all in the same pan. It always comes out good. I throw in a lot of vegetables to try to make it somewhat healthy, but, um, mm. it just tastes great. Um, and it's, it's like my favorite thing to make because, it's the easiest cleanup because you just have one pan and you don't have an entire kitchen full of shit that you have to clean. So that's mine. Um, I wish I had better things. Like I don't make the best tacos yet, getting better at them. But, uh, you know, that's uh, I would say that's mine. 
Oscar also says, I also changed, uh, also, I changed many superstitious things and now fear having to repeat them. Do I need to? So I saw in during the game, I don't know if you saw Oscar's t- tweets that he he missed some of the touchdowns um, in uh, you know unintentionally, and he is now superstitious that he can't watch live. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, he has to stop being a fan. I think that that's how it works. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm don't sorry. Listen to him. To don't listen to him, Oscar. You watch that game live. Um, <laughs> we need your we need we need your your videos on on Twitter as well. But uh, along those lines, I do back. Oh man, this is going back. 15 ish years or so when I still lived in Philly and I had a lot of friends who went to Villanova. They uh, we were one year during the tournament. It might've been one of the years that the, that no, no, it couldn't have been because I was still living in Philly. Um, as I say, it might've been one of the years that Nova won, but they didn't win while I was still down there. But uh, one year they were, it was a year that Nova made a run. One of my friends went outside for a cigarette um, and was like on his tippy toes, looking through a window into the house that they were watching the game at um, while he was having a cigarette and Nova went on a run and he literally would not come back into the house <laughs> for the rest of the game. It, it was March in, you know, Philly is not, you. it's not balmy, you know, <laughs> at night it's, it's a little cold. He stayed outside in the cold and watched that game. Um, true story. Um, all right. Next we have one and two sent help at the J train eight. Um, at what point in a game is it not okay to say a call influence the outcome? If a bad call happens in the second quarter, can you say it really cost a team the game asking for a friend? Which friend do you think he's asking for? I think he's asking for uh, Pete Sampson. Was it Pete? Oh, was it Adam Rittenberg? Is Adam Rittenberg is the one from ESPN who was? Well, see, here's the thing. I kind of, I kind of put some blame on Pete since we do the blame game. Because, like, look, there, oh, there true. were so many calls in that game, oh, right? That that yeah. went for Cal. Like, why are you highlighting the one that 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 went against Cal? Like, yeah. I don't understand, like, why you're doing that, and you're just giving, you're just throwing chum in the water for That's someone why. like Rittenberg to come out Engagement. and uh, and and make that. But it's like you work for the athletic, man. Like you have like sixty thousand followers. You don't need the engagement. Right. Well, you know, know my thoughts on the athletic and I don't really care. Like I I'm not, I'm not trying to take know. a shot. I'm, just, I'm not trying to take a shot at Pete. I'm just saying, like, I'm it's tongue in cheek, but like, why are you doing that, man? You know, you knew just, the reaction. Uh, I guess. You come on, you don't tweet that out without knowing the reaction you're gonna get. And yes, there was a lot of bad calls that went against Notre Dame in that game. There were multiple or multiple as in two, uh, you know, long passes that really they looked incomplete and credit to Cal for getting to the line and snapping the ball. But uh, those went against Notre Dame. You pointed out on Twitter, the holding on Maris Leofau on the fourth and eight conversion that Plummer had with the, you know, with where, where he ran the ball. Um, there was another one. So the, the play right before Cal's first touchdown, uh, you know, the Cal, a Cal offensive lineman had a fistful of Riley Mills's jersey yeah. and when he yeah. was in the backfield. There was there was a lot. And is it just me or is there just oh, I don't want to jinx this is going into this weekend, but there's been like not a lot of holding calls in general in any of the three Notre Dame games on either team. Like a, there like, haven't been holding calls in general in the last like three years. Yeah, there's just not a ton of holding calls. 
Yeah. You know, they're, they're just not going to do it. Because the, the reason I put on Twitter, it's like, like, I, I'm not going to complain about it. Cause I just, I know that's the case, right? Yeah. Like you just kind of, you just kind of know. Right. So it's not even worth mentioning, right. It's been, it's yeah. been a trend for years now. Yeah. So it, it just, it is what it is, but like they do it because if they don't, then the game is not competitive. The cow yeah. can't compete if they're not allowed to hold because yeah. their offensive line is very good. So yeah. it's just like, that's the way it is, you know? And, but like, I'm also not going to sit here and let Adam Rittenberg imply that Notre Dame gets home cooking. It's like this, first of all, the, mo- the, the most famous play in Notre Dame Stadium is referred to as the Bush push because yes. the player illegally pushed a player into the end zone in 2005, one of the biggest games in the last two decades. I'm yep. not going to get this home cooking garbage. Nope. Okay, there's a list of coaches who felt like they got screwed in South Bend. Give me a break. Go away. Okay, because here's the thing. You know, he puts it in the quotes, right? Oh, oh, Notre Dame doesn't have their own officials, right? They don't have conference officials. You know what the case is every single time Notre Dame goes on the road? They actually are working against the conference officials. Yeah. So, and the other part, too, is like, okay, where is this crew from? Where is this crew from? They're from the AAC, right? They're from the AAC. So whenever Navy comes, who do they get? This crew. Go back and look at the Navy games. It's always this guy, okay? So I'm just not even trying to hear it. Like, what what are you even implying, my friend, that what? Many people are saying. It's big. Many people are saying. What what are you you even saying? Like, oh, Notre Dame doesn't have their own, own in, in quotation marks, like their own, uh, conference officials. Well, so then what do they have, Adam? Uh, tell me, what's the insinuation? What are you saying? That these other conferences, they send their officials and somehow that is to Notre Dame's benefit, who is not in a conference? Go away. That's ridiculous. Yes. Like that, that is ridiculous. I, I don't need it. Go make it go away. I don't want to hear about it. And to answer the question, Everything affects everything. And I know Jay Train knows this, so it's not I'm preaching to the choir on this. Every everything affects everything. Something happens in the second quarter, it affects the rest of the game for for the rest of the time, right? Whatever happens. If they don't call it, if he misses the field goal, then that affects everything else, right? Everything has an effect. The only time you can truly say that a call costs someone the game is someone like uh like Florida State 2014, yep. where the play happens and that's basically the end. There's nothing yep. else coming. That is the only real time. I mean, it as you basically as you get closer till the end, it's got to be till the end. Because then it's like it. There's not enough distance to say like, oh, it, it affects. You're right, exactly. So that's really it. Anything else, like please, an offside call in the second quarter, go, go away. All right. Go away. How about this? Notre Dame's terrible offense. Why don't you just stop them after that? You can yeah. do that too, you know? So I, I'm, I, I don't have it. I don't have enough patience for, patience for Mr. Adam Rittenberg on that. My God. I knew we were going to get a great grant on that. It's just ridiculous. It's I called it's it. It's just unacceptable. I called unacceptable. it. I love it. I love it. I got nothing to add. And we're just going to let, we're going to move on to Chris Jenkins's question. Um, you missed like a 14 or 15 part question from Chris last week. 
um, while uh, while you were in absentia, and I, uh, I I went through the preview without a voice. But uh, Chris says, okay, so no twenty questions this time. Number one, though, green jerseys. Do we keep them? I personally like them. Look, I like the green jerseys. I know there's a lot of chatter on the Twitter. People didn't like the blue numbers. I don't. Not only do I not mind it, I kind of like it. I maybe the white would look better. Um, I thought the jerseys looked sharp. I thought the entire uniform looked sharp. I like the names on it. If if I had a you know had a vote, I would say yes, keep them. There's no way in hell they're going to keep them for the rest of the year, like in '77. Uh, but that's my take. Um, I think I I love the green jerseys. Honestly, yeah. if they kept them for the rest of the year, I wouldn't mind. Or if they kept them till they lost, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Um, I, I I think everyone is right about the white numbers because you can't see the numbers on TV. And so you don't know who's making a play, which is, you know, that, that that's not a good way to watch football, in my opinion. I think they do need the white numbers. Um, I, I agree that if you're like on the field, the blue probably looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just from a fan perspective, I, I like the white numbers. But yeah, I like the I like the green. I thought it popped. I thought it looked real good. So. Same. Uh, his next part is: Do you think Pine was legit in saying he asked to be coached hard? I think so. I don't think he'd make that up. I, I think he absolutely was. Yes. He would have just said like, and hey, you know, if that wasn't true, he would have just said like, ah, you know, it's just it's just coaching. You know, I'm used to it. Blah blah, blah or something like that. He wouldn't have said that he asked for it. Um, third part from Chris for the negative Nancy's out there. Enjoy the win and quit your bitching. Um, not a question, but we'll still read it. So thank you, Chris. Um, he says, wasn't it great to see some emotion, especially from Freeman this time? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think if anything, I mean, I think, I don't think we've had a lack of emotion from Freeman, um, so much if anything, man, like, I mean, I will say being the head coach at Notre Dame ages a man. Um, you saw it with like, again, I only know from the pictures of Ara when, you know, of what Ara looked like when he started at Notre Dame and what he looked like right. less than 10 years later, Lou, same thing. Lou, I remember, cause I, you know, I was, uh, I was alive for most of his, uh, you know, coaching tenure, but even Kelly, you know, looked a lot younger, um, until he started doing the yoga, uh, or whatever the hell it was that he was doing, but it can age you. And I will say like, I, I don't think that, you know, Freeman looks like he's aged since January or, you know, December, but man, he looked, he looked at times like a coach that had the weight of the world on his shoulders. Um, and it looked like he was wearing it. Um, and I, I hope that, you know, the win alleviates some of that. Cause you could see whether it was, he was putting it on himself or what, what, whatever, but you, you, his body language was giving off the signal to me, at least watching it up from TV and watching him impressors that, that he was, he was feeling it. I, this is a, this is a take that I have. I think Marcus needs to, needs to lean more into the former player vibe in terms of like, because I think he's trying to be calm and give off the vibe of calmness. Yeah. Did you see the one video tonight? No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, little on the sideline. Right. Like just like, like while the game's going on. Right. Like, I think he's trying to like give, like every time they show him, he's, he's, he's holding on, like you can tell he's holding in emotions. 
And it's like he wants to be a little bit more demonstrative, but he's trying to hold it in, but he can't really. So he's kind of like making faces and he's yeah. like he's clearly wearing like you said, he's clearly wearing the nerves on his sleeve. So I want him to just say, you know what, man? Like get in, like be the rah-rah guy. Yeah. Like be be like like Pete Carroll or something like that. Like be the rah-rah guy. Because that's how you feel, yeah, you know, exactly. like act like act like a uh, act like you're a you're you're a you're a, a almost like a player on the sideline, like cheering up your teammates or like giving them some sort of inspiration or giving them some sort of advice, you know, like tell the corner like, hey, watch for X, tell yeah. the safety like but be super demonstrative because I think that would and, and and I don't know. Obviously, I don't know this for a fact, but I think that would bring more out of his team than him standing on the sideline trying to hold it in yep and be kind of in charge and be like the calming influence yeah because it just it like to me it comes across like like he's he's unsure like yeah. his his looking nervous can't can't be good for the players no. You know, and, and and I don't think he means it, right? I, I don't think he means to look nervous or like oh, I don't have confidence. I think he's just he's so like I want this to work out that it's it it's causing him to like have this bad body language. I think he mm -hmm. just needs to lean into it just the other way, you know, like completely just let it out, man. Like yeah. let it go and just like let's go with that. Right. It doesn't have to look like Brian Kelly. It doesn't have yeah. to look like uh, it doesn't have to look like Luke Fickle or anything like that. No. It doesn't have to look like um, the, the the vest trestle. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to look like that. Right? No, you know what it's got to look like? It's got to look like Marcus Freeman. It's got to look like Marcus Freeman. And I think that's yeah. what he's got to do is like he, it, it's very easy at a place like Notre Dame to try to be the coach that you think everybody thinks or that you, to be the coach that you think everybody wants you to be. <laughs> to act how you think everybody wants you to act. He's got to be himself and let it, yeah, to your point, let it out, but it just be yourself. Don't. And I think that's, that, that's a good observation um, of, of probably why I'm, I, I, at least I was picking up on just like that, that look on his face. I'm just like, man, like, dude, you just look, you looked beat up. Like in the, in the pregame, he looked beat up already. And it's just like, Dude, if you're looking beat up to me, you're looking beat up to them. Like, let 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 that feel a little. Uh, let let that pressure be released a little bit. So yeah. All right, we got Drew Brennan at Drew Brennan seventy seven. How is it possible that Notre Dame only attempted three passes of more than ten yards um, in the game? Pine is in his third year in the system. Is this Pine, or does Reese not trust him to even uh, run a post to the lens of your styles? Do we see some deeper passes against UNC or more of the same? I mean, we covered a lot of that already and talked about it was more probably dictated based on situation of Pine starting so um, kind of rigid and um, and just being off early. Um, I already mentioned I wish we would have seen some sort of shot to Lindsay or Styles at some point. We didn't we didn't need it. Um, so I guess at the end of the day. Um, you know, that's fine. But do you think we will see more of that against North Carolina this weekend? 
Yeah, so more would uh, constitute one, yeah. right? So if they throw one, it's more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. Yeah. I think yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to. Yeah, like it, it, you can't it, do like, what we did again. It's like Marcus Freeman said, like we can't do this every week, you know, yes. but it, when you get in the game, you get a flow for the game and you see like, OK, Purdue's not going to be able to consistently move the ball on us. If we can get yards on the ground the way we are, then we don't need to be pushing the ball down the field with a quarterback who appears to be nervous as heck, you know, yep. so. I, I, I understood it. I get it. And I also understand like this, that it cannot continue. Yep. So, you know. All right. We got a couple more here. Um, Austin Bradley asks, what is the best type of home cooking? <laughs> this might also be a reference to Mr. Rittenberg's uh, question. Yeah. 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 Yes. I'll tell you what, the best type is, uh, is the one, uh, is, is, is the one that gives you the offsides on the field goal attempt. That's right. That? That's the best That's kind the of best home kind. Cooking. Um, Stephanie Joyce at Stephanie or at Steph Joyce uh, DC asks I or says I propose a new award that can be given out each Monday called the did his bleeping job award <laughs> offense defense special teams coaching says she also says I also propose a weekly Tommy meter Tommy meter um, and then says Tommy Tur possibly uh, memorializing how mad he got in the booth the previous Saturday. I like this idea. Um, let's see if you were to give out a, uh, did his bleeping job award on offense, who are you giving it to on offense? Yeah. Um, I probably give it to Tyree. Okay. 22 touches. Yeah. 108 yards touchdown. Um, you know, they did, he did what they asked him. I was thinking Joe Alt. You could say Joe Alt. I think that's second a fair week one. in a row, highest graded on PFF. He, he is like the one offensive lineman whose name you're not really hearing this year, which is a yeah. good sign. Yeah, he's good, not getting penalized. Point. You're not seeing him. The other one I would I thought about I would think about would be um, Tyree's running back mate Estime. Audric Estime had himself a nice game. Also, what impressed me about him is he showed some signs of improvement as a run blocker or sorry, not as a run blocker, as a pass, pass blocker, blocker um, which is one of the toughest things for a young running back. So the more he does that, the more he's going to see the field defense. Who you got on did his bleeping job on defense? Jacob Lacey. Yeah, I think you got to go. Got to go Jacob Lacey there. I would say him or Howard Cross. Cross it. I mean, Foskey had a pretty good game. The Adam Alola yeah. brothers had a good game. The entire defensive line, for the most part, had a good game. Special teams. Um, comes to mind. John Sott. I mean, John Sott. I mean, he's like the memorial um, doing he's his job like it. every week. Yeah. I mean, it's like, is he? what is his eligibility at this point? Like, I feel like he's, I feel like he's integral for what Notre Dame wants to be as a football program, John Sott. I I mean, he is, it's so funny. Like those first two punts, I remember thinking like, what did we get into? I, th I was, I thought it was garbage. <laughs> like I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I, this I was is, like, uh, this is did awful. they watch his film? Like where, where, and then all of a sudden it's like, since then he's just like, ah, I'm just joking with you guys. I mean, he's like the MVP of the team. So, I, it's just unbelievable. 
Yes. Um, let's see. No, man. So yeah, no more, no more eligibility. This is, this is it. Yeah. I'm oh. like, the way for the, the way I'm reading this, because two. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, he didn't. He he accumulated no stats in 2020, but he has stats in 2018, 2019, 2021, 2022. Ten games, nine games, ten games, and three games now. John Sott? Yeah. Under the official Notre Dame website. What's he been doing? Graduate. I don't understand. Bramlett's been around since 19. Let's say he's been punting at Harvard. Oh, he was okay. Yeah. All right. He had, he didn't play in 2020. That's right. Well, so, COVID. Yeah, but, oh, that's right. The Ivy League didn't play. That's why. Uh, but yeah, no, this is his fourth season. So. Sadly, will not uh, not not have any eligibility left. Um, what about coaching? Did his bleeping job this week? Did his ple- oh man? Oh, you know, I would say um, I would say Dylan McCullough. Okay, that's a good one. I was thinking Al Washington. Backs. Okay, that's fair. I, I think the backs were, uh, I mean, they were the best part of the, the offense. That's true. That's true. You could also say, I mean, Al Golden didn't have himself a bad week. That was a good defensive yeah. game plan. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I mean, there's the quarterback draw situation or the quarterback scramble situation that, that um, was not good. didn't really get a response, unfortunately. No. The only other thing that really bothered me defensively now that we bring that up too is that one quarterback sneak that they called that was clearly going to be a quarterback sneak and nobody lined up over the quarterback. I was like, what? It's, he's going to sneak it. He's going to sneak it right in. Yeah. And he just snuck it right in. Um, all right. So, but still, I like that. We might, we might bring that back. Um, all right, we got one from Evan here. It says, what are your thoughts on the offensive play calling? I thought Reese called a good game, given what he had at his disposal, but that also makes games like Marshall so frustrating when he seemed to put the burden on Buckner to make plays rather than have schemed win. That's a fair point to some extent, I think. Um, and it felt, it's it's weird. It almost feels a little... Brian Kelly-esque, dare I say, where how many times did Notre Dame's offense look like it was trying to do all sorts of crazy stuff under Brian Kelly, and then like a backup came in, and he simplified it, and you were like, why aren't you just doing this the whole time? <laughs> right? Like that that happened multiple times during the Brian Kelly era where you're like, why didn't you just do this originally? It's like, you know, you put a lot on the starter, um, and it's why I feel like, I mean, how many times we, we talked about this on the pod and people have been talking about it for years that like the second and third year of a quarterback under Brian Kelly, a lot of times the player looked like they regressed because it was like, oh, all the simple stuff you had him do in year one, you're like, well, we're not going to do that anymore. And it's like you just had him do, you know, again, get all um, you know, kind of intricate and crazy on, on offense. So it's a good point because um, I do. I thought he called a game for what he had. He didn't do so, that against Marshalls as well as much. So uh, here, here's the the thing. I I, I kind of don't agree with that. Just okay. because I, okay. I feel like 
I feel like he did call like uh, there's if you go back and watch the Marshall game, which you probably don't want to do, but if I don't you do, do that. um at least Evan. Yeah. If he wants to go back and watch, like they're they didn't run that many things that are different. And and like Tyler Buckner did win the job. You know what I mean? Sure. So like he did show an aptitude to be better. Like he, you know, Tyler Buckner, he's got to hit, he's got to hit these routes, you know, like, look, he can get screamed at for the, he can get screamed at for missing the post to Lindsay all the same, you know, he can get screamed at for missing the the slot fade to Jaden Thomas, Mm -hmm. you know, for throwing the pick six, for throwing the other pick, for looking at the wrong side all the time, for missing Jaden Thomas, Jaden Thomas up the seam when Michael Mayer is getting double teamed and he throws it for a five yard gain, like, like these are plays because just because they're deeper doesn't mean that they are any less simple, mm-hmm. you know, like just throw it out there. Um, so I, I think it is true that they gave more to pine, right? That That is definitely true. Or oh, I'm sorry. They gave less to pine. Um, but I don't think they asked, I don't think they asked Tyler Buckner to do too much either. Mm. He just didn't play very well. True. You know, and someone like tweeted at me. It was like, I crushed Buckner um, all last week on every pod. And I was thinking about it and I was like, I guess I was critical of him, but like, I'm not going to say it's a good job if it's not a good job. Like he didn't play well, you yeah. know, I don't think he's a bum. I, I, I wasn't trying to imply that. And it's unfortunate because it's after the injury. So he, like, he can't make up for it. That's all that there is. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I feel bad about that aspect of it. So it's like, usually you say someone's not playing well and then they come out and they play better and it's like, okay, good. Like you played better. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like Z Carell, for example, right. Like played much better in the second half. And so you could say like, yeah, like, it, so you can show like, it's not like, I don't like the guy. It's just like, if he plays well, I'm going to say, you know, Z Carell played well. And so that's good. Right. Like good yeah. for him. You know, he, he, he got the opportunity to do more straight ahead man blocking. And, and that was Zeke Rell's game. And we're going to have to see more of that. Um, so it's unfortunate that, that Buckner, it, he doesn't get to play anymore and he doesn't get to show what he can do. Um, but as, so at the same time, like I, I just, I think what they were asking him to do was very much within his capabilities. He just wasn't doing it. Um, so I, I don't think they made it so complicated. Like, I don't think it was, I'll put it like this. I don't think it was like uh, Everett Golson in 2014 when uh. the defense was terrible. And Brian Kelly would say, we have to score 35 plus points in order to win because our defense isn't very good. Yep. And so then a ton got put on Everett in that situation. And that's what led to mistakes and turnovers and all those other things. You know, so I do feel bad for Everett in that situation. But like, I mean – Four scoring drives, you're asking for Tyler Buckner. Like, I don't think we're asking too much, you know? Sure. So, so, um, I, I do agree in the sense, like you said, like Kelly, Kelly did do this, you know? He, he, he has a guy early, like with Everett in 2012. We don't expect him to drive the bus, right? So, you, you give him a game plan, he's very easily managed, and you go to play for the national title. And then in 2014, he is the bus, and it goes worse. Right. Yes. So uh, to, to your point and to his point, like 
it has happened before. I don't think that's what happened with Marshall. I think I think Tyler Buckner had a very manageable game plan. He just didn't perform it very well. All right. That is fair take. We got two more questions. Um, maybe three, but I think a couple of them are similar, so we'll combine them. We got Fred Melky says, I see Tobias Merriweather on the participation reports, but I didn't notice him at wide receiver. Is it all special teams? Any chance he becomes a factor at wide receiver this year? He was in on offense. Um, the broadcast crew shockingly was able to um, identify that. I was surprised that uh, Jason Garrett picked up on a different receiver in the game, but um, he was in on offense. He just didn't get targeted. But I mean, I, I, do you see any way that he does not become more of a factor on offense this year? No, me either. He, he honestly, he has to like it. It's it's just a practical matter. Yes. Like, beyond his talent, it's just practically speaking, they need to get him out there. Um, Agreed. The, the 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 thing is, so he got in the drive that resulted in the touchdown, but was also the missed field goal um, that led to the first touchdown with the with the call, and. What I think happened is the play before they had to line up for the field goals, third and three, and they were kind of in a bunch set. And he, I think he was supposed to go in motion. Mm-hmm. And Drew Pine is like signaling him to go in motion and is kind of, and he's yelling at him, I think, or not yelling at him. He's, he's yelling because he probably has to because it's loud in the stadium. Yeah. He's telling him like, you need to go. And and I think Zeke Carell thought that was the cadence, and so he snapped it. Pine wasn't ready, and that's what caused him to keep it. And then he got he got hit real hard. Um, and then we didn't see Merriweather anymore after that. So that makes me think that Merriweather made a mistake, although I don't know that for sure. Gotcha. Um, so that probably doesn't help. <laughs> but they do need to get him. They do need to get him out there. You know, agreed because they don't have anyone like him. that's the other part. Like you just don't have anyone with that size and that kind of skill set. So no, I don't think we're going to get him out there. I don't think we're going to see it much more this weekend. Maybe we will. Again, I think he's a player that you're going to see more after the bye. Um, yeah. We got next two questions are, are pretty similar. So we got Jack O'Sullivan asks us Drew Pine average 2.6 yards per attempt passing. Yesterday, while it feels like that was the necessary game plan given the first quarter, should we expect the offense uh, moving or should we expect this to be the offense moving forward or might his passing options open up next week slash after the bye? Um, and then we got Jim Catanzarite says, will the offensive game plan against UNC be similar to that against Cal? My thought is that it should be um, in an effort to win time of possession and keep the UNC offense off the field. So kind of similar questions. We talked about it a little bit. I think we will see a little bit more of an open offense, but nothing like crazy. I don't think you're going to see a vast departure. I think they're still going to try to run the ball. You're going to try to utilize the short running game, get some of their fast guys in motion to get them in space where they can catch a short pass and run for five or six yards as an extension of the running game. And then hopefully that opens up the middle of the field for mayor. And I think that's probably primarily what we'll see with a few more shots sprinkled in, but I don't think we're going to see anything too much more exotic this weekend. 
Um, I think they're going to. I think they're going to try to scheme shots. Yeah. As opposed to them being like just a part of the offense. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, like they're going to look for opportunities. Um, kind of like the the wheel route to Chris, uh, not Chris Fink, to uh, Matt Salerno that we saw in yeah. the Ohio State game. Or that the pump and go that was screaming to be called against Mark. Right, something like that. Called. Something something like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I that's what I think they'll do. I, I do think it's it's a good um, assumption that they're going to try to control the ball mm-hmm. a little bit more um, because I, a, because, you know, I think UNC's offense, but B, I think that's the, the, the preferred way for Notre Dame to play right now, because yep. they, 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 anytime they can put it on the offensive line and Drew Pine is just handing the ball off. I think that's going to be preferable to them at the moment. So I, I do think we'll see some of that. Um, and to the first one, I, I I think the the question is referring to average depth of target mm-hmm. because he said he averaged 2.6 yards per attempt, but that's not accurate. Yeah. He averaged 6.5 yards per attempt. So I think he's thinking about average depth, depth of, of target. target. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I, yeah, I, I think, I think if, if, if Notre Dame can, I do think we'll see something very similar to what we saw with just a few more shots built into the offense um, off of some, I don't want to say a trick play, but like a schemed play mm-hmm. where it's like, I, we think we can get them on this out of this look with this defense and this personnel type of thing. It's yeah. not going to be like, you know, first down, we're happy to, you know, run these, long uh long developing routes and that sort of thing so. agree yeah i don't think we're, we're not i hope i mean i hope not as much as yeah. i want to see the passing game open up I, I think that'd be a recipe for disaster even with unc's defense looking a little suspect so that's all our questions we're going to come in just under probably an hour and a half after editing so not too bad okay no reviews this week no reviews this week to read um we will read them if you send them, but uh, no, that uh, I think that covers that covers everything we had post Cal game. There will be a UNC, uh, you know, preview pod of sorts. We'll work out if it's, uh, it's going to be a solo shot again. If it is, hopefully my voice does not go like it did last week. But um, we will make do with uh, with the situation um, and. Uh, with that, we're going to say thank you for listening, as always. Thank you for the questions. We appreciate it. Uh, we definitely appreciate, I should say, all of, you know all the questions that you guys send in every single pod. So keep sending them, keep listening, and as always, go Irish. Go Irish.